When you listen to Beck and Soda, imagine being at a selected fringe show with an extra 25% off in your pocket thanks to your Bank SA card. TNCs and exclusions apply. Full TNCs at banksa.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. Mm-hmm. As if I don't have enough soda strew in my life. Well, Mark. you know, good morning, everyone. Hello, Adelaide. Hello, South Australia. Hello, Rebecca Moores. Um, oh, I was sitting at home on the couch last <laughs> night and I hear a little bing and I look down on my phone and I got the shock of my life. <laughs> That's my sister with you. What? How on earth are you hanging out with my sister? What's happened? We were at the theatre last what? night. Was she lost? Very cultured. Uh, yeah, and a mutual friend introduced mm. us, and she's so much like you. No way. What's your she, sister's name? Uh, my sister's name's Rachel. Rachel. Why did you have well, to hesitate? Me... <laughs> it's like I'm you're looking at her. Well, um, JB, I'll show you a picture because I got yeah. this picture sent through. Yeah, yeah. And that's my sister and Beth. Oh, oh my God, that's you. What? It's you with that's long you. hair. No. But, 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 beautiful, but beautiful. Yes. Like she doesn't well. look like a man and you don't look like a woman, but you've got the same face. <laughs> Thank you, Shania Twain. Um, can I just tell you, though, uh, when we were growing up, wow. I had convinced my sister for her entire life because she's six years younger than me that she's adopted. That's oh, so... That's, how could even, you think that you're identical? That's the scary bit. In <laughs> fact, my mum and dad look the same. So what's really bizarre <laughs> is the whole family, my dad, my mum, myself mm, and my sister, mm. there's only two kids, we all look like oh, wow. we're... Well, we are related, but my mum and dad aren't, but they look like they are too. Beck, there is something different, though, uh, in that photo. Oh, no. I mean, you don't have the same... Oh, okay. So the, the other embarrassing thing was is she was introduced to me as your new co-host and she said, oh, my gosh, I did not recognise you. And I'm like, that's because I have no makeup and airbrushing like in all the posters. Right. And, <laughs> and my all... sister's got a real teeth. <laughs> yeah. That's where you were getting, JB, yeah, wasn't it? it? Was. Yeah. Oh, I was making about me. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I was about him. I, said, yeah. oh, I went straight to yourself. <laughs> My God. You know when you look at a photo, you always just look at yourself first and well, zoom we, in on yourself. Uh, JB, I knew exactly where you <laughs> were going. Thank you. We right. spoke about the teeth this morning. And I was, I more, saw, I was okay. just Do you know, you obviously must have talked about that right before yeah. I got in the room, yes. which is quite remarkable, but even that <laughs> escaped Beck's mind when she saw a picture of herself and it was like, ring like, the little bell, birdie. Like, oh. Have a look at the picture. It's like little Dory. Just one more lap. Just one more lap. Get around. Oh, there's me again. Oh, there's me again. Oh, there's me with no makeup. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. How'd you go? Did you enjoy the the theatre? Um, I did. Claudia Carvin. I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, stand by later on. Okay. Did my sister stay awake for the entire performance? Well, I don't know. I wasn't watching her. I was watching yourself in the mirror. (laughs) SAFM's Beck and Soda. You set me a challenge yesterday, a Valentine's Day little assignment. Yeah, I thought the good thing would be to do because your husband James had had the day off. So I thought, what a great opportunity for you to just to rekindle the flame because how long have you been married? Oh, 17 years. Wow. Been together for 23. We met in the year 2000, so it's kind of easy right? to calculate. Wow. So over that time, I mean, obviously, you know, you have three kids and you get busy yeah. and life goes by. Yeah. So I said to yesterday, why don't you just go and sit down by the beach and stare in each other's eyes for two minutes straight and just see where that okay. takes you. Well, I'll put you straight out of your misery. I didn't stare into his eyes for Why two not? Minutes. But hey, we got off to a very good start. I got home and he bought me flowers. Beautiful. And I didn't expect that and I told him that wasn't my expectation. So the expectations were exceeded already. That's the sort of guy he is. Because remember, it was only three weeks ago he actually went for a run three times in a day to escape the house. So already it's been repaired nicely because you've got flowers. And the flowers were phalaenopsis orchids. And that there's, was, there's a cream for that. 
<laughs> and that was our wedding flower. Right. Then he said, I booked just to have lunch down at uh, Sea Salt by Henley Beach, oh, nice. near the beach. We had a lovely lunch, had a couple of drinks. It was. What did you talk about? The kids? Well, it's funny because Grace <laughs> said when we got home, what did you talk about? <laughs> Um, I gave him a bit of a lecture about how um, um, he's managing our finances. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we talked a bit about work and a bit about the kids. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. That first conversation would have been a ripper. Yeah. So, you know, it, we didn't we didn't set any romance. Suddenly, I'll, I'm not going to live my life vicariously we through you. But anyway, we keep going. We weren't touching each other's legs under the table or anything like that. It was very... Anyway. Then he picked the kids up from school. Yep. And then I had organized tickets to go see the theatre. Oh, I thought that would be a nice thing for us to do because um, Claudia Carvin is in mm. this new state theatre production. I love Claudia Carvin. She was in Secret Life of Us. And we named our daughter Frankie yes. over... After her character's name in Love My Way. So yep. we have a bit of a connection with her. And I looked at the poster and it looked like a middle-aged couple much like us. And I understood that it was a relationship drama. So I right. thought, well, we might relate. Mm. A couple of minutes in, it turns out there's some problems in the marriage in the play. Right. Great, great one to have out on Valentine's there Day. There is a third party involved <gasps> in the relationship. Oh, hello. Well, now we're getting juicy. Uh, now we're live yeah, vicariously it was, again. It was it was juicy, uh, and I thought, well, this is a you know, we're a spot, shining a spotlight on what happens in a marriage when you know when you've been together a while, and um, and it turns out that the third party in the marriage is a goat. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's interesting. Oh, man. I mean, spoiler alert, if you yeah. want to go see it, but it's in the title. It's called The Goat or Who what, is Sylvia. A couple and a goat. Is that what it's called? That's, yeah. Look, it didn't really stoke any fires for us. You are not making this up, right? Was, what, there's a man who is endeared by his goat? Yeah, very, very, very endeared. And this is a play? Is it a real goat in the play or is someone it's, dressed as a goat and comes on the stage? What? What? Look, I don't get this look, now. I, when, when we left, we, we didn't feel like we didn't feel loved. Up. <laughs> Do we need to call the RSPCA? This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Uh, Beck, can I just say I was just uh, ducking out trying to get a cup of tea, and I just saw you wandering around amongst all the area here. Were you over at someone's flowers over near the news desk, <laughs> trying to read the card? Are, have you got flower envy? It is the most spectacular bunch of flowers on Sophia, our newsreader's desk. Yeah. And they only got married a couple of months ago. Yeah, but why are you reading the card? <laughs> I saw you reading the card. It's none of your... What on earth are you I'm doing? A, I'm an investigative journalist. <laughs> You're a bloody sticky beak. <laughs> sticky beak. That's what you are. I'm going to get you a new card. so disappointing. <laughs> it just what? said, happy Valentine's Day. I wanted it to say, you know, come home, lover and I'll... I don't know. I wanted it to say something What, I'll take juicy. you to go and see a play about a bloke knocking <laughs> off a goat like I did for my husband yeah. for Valentine's Day. Oh, hey, coming up next, we've got, we've Sorry, got the riddle, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, good morning, Sophia. The fingerprints are from the investigative journalist. I'm actually going to get you a new card. Do we have cards here? Yeah, you know, I'm sure cards? we do, yeah. Can we change yeah. yours to Rebecca Moore's sticky beak, please? Voyeur. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. We are heading to the Riverland on Monday night. It's going to be huge. You can get your tickets for free from safm.com.au, taking the best of Garden Unearthly Delights. But, Beck, it's obviously uh, it's something to go up there and make everyone laugh and have yep. a bit of fun because it's been tough. But the toll that it's taken on people, the mental health, 
scenario is absolutely huge. Yeah. And Barb and Jeff run the Kingston on Murray Caravan Park. Look, essentially, it's been decimated. And oh, it's just heartbreaking with what's happened. Yeah, let's check in with her. Um, Barb, how are you feeling? Very, very lost and stressed and not in a good mindset space with my mm. head. Yeah, just with what's happened recently, last year, um, it just we lost everything and we've, you know, it was our home and our business and that's all we had. And we virtually were working there 24-7 and we hadn't been away and with the floods, the announcements of floods coming, we didn't get to go to a family event, a wedding. It's just been pretty much, in summary, a nightmare and just feeling a bit drowned with emotions. And Well, Barb, our hearts go out to you because if, I can't even understand. I can't even put myself in your position, but I know um, you and Jeff, you actually invested a lot of time and money to build a levy to try and protect your place, didn't you? Yes, we did. I have never known that dirt or soil could be so expensive. Because hmm. we've lived in the other eastern states. We knew, and from our 2016 flood, that the amount of water coming through was a lot more than what they were indicating. So that's why we wanted to protect our park. It's just been like our baby to us, the park. And we still don't know how it's going to be. If the water's gone down a lot and it's mm. just been going down there, it's still trying to... Anyway, um, it's terrible there. It just looks like the horror landscape of... And not even a desert. It, it, it's just horrible because it's like walking in, you know, some of those horror shows where the death scene, mm. where all the ground is grey and brown and black and cracked, but yet it's spongy. And to see the buildings and what, yeah, it's just horrible. Barb, can I ask, have you been able to get some, some great support from the community? Oh, look, the community here from that day when, they turned up, I don't know how it got on Facebook, but a lot of people came down. We got some stuff out of the park, but not as much as we didn't have the money after spending it on the levy to move mm. our cabins all the time. And, yeah, but otherwise there's been some fantastic people in the community. But the spirit here in Kingston and Murray and then the people want us all to keep going and get rebuilt again is just, yeah, and the well wishes has just been unbelievable in that sense that it's helped me to try and keep my head up or get it back up out of the hole. Yeah. And um, if people do want to help you um, to find the funds to rebuild, Barb, you've got a GoFundMe set up? Oh, I couldn't believe that. My nephew and son set that up. The people just so nice. I hadn't read any of the comments or um, thank everybody out loud from the bottom of my heart for any help and assistance and well wishes they're given. It just made me feel so cheery reading some of the beautiful comments people have put on there. It's just been gut-wrenching, the whole thing. Yeah, it, it's the only way I can explain it is someone, you know, it was like torture, like waiting for the flood and then it went over the top of the levee. So, sorry I'm talking all around. I'm trying no. to focus. It probably but, helps to talk about it, Barb. We're happy to listen. Um, 
Barb, you don't have to apologise at all. And look, our hearts go out to you without doubt. Now, at Kingston on Murray, what are you, about a 30, 40-minute drive from Renmark? 30 minutes, half 30 minutes. Can we please, if you're okay for next Monday night on the 20th, can we get you and Jeff there so that you can come and join us at Renmark Oval and hopefully have a night where you can just smile and forget about the problems for a while and have a laugh? That would be fantastic. All right, Barb. We look forward to meeting you. Um, do come and say hi and we can give you a hug. That's the problem when people kept on giving me hugs or just burst in the blubbering tears. <laughs> oh. Barb, well, look, all our love goes out to you and Jeff and everyone else involved there at the Kingston-on-Murray Caravan Park, and we wish you all the best, and we cannot wait to give you a big hug on Monday night, okay? Okay, thank you very much. We just heard from Barb, uh, who's lost everything at the Kingston-on-Murray Caravan Park, and Gay has called in from Moana. Uh, Gay, you know this caravan park? Oh, we know it very, very well. We're, um, we've been going there for 10 years with, as a family with children and grandchildren, um, camped by the riverside and, mm. and just had the most amazing time there. So it's very, very sad. Go imagine if you've been up there that many times, you, you'd know Barb. It, it's so heartbreaking oh, to hear what her and Jeff are yeah. doing, you know, going through. Absolutely. It's, it's totally, it's just so terrible for them. You just hear it. In the, her voice, she rang the other day just to tell it to confirm that it wouldn't be ready, it wouldn't oh. be open, of course. And she's just heartbroken. And as you said, the mental health side of things is just such a big thing. It's not just the fact that they've lost everything. Well, Gay, stick around because we're about to have a guest next. And, you know, we're going up to have some fun on Monday night, obviously, to give Barb yeah. and everyone up there, you know, the chance to have a laugh and, you know, hug each other and maybe have a tear. But, to enjoy themselves but coming up next we've got a very special guest so stick around gay we're about to reveal what we want to do to help barb and all those different people in a really long-term situation mm. gay safm's beck and soda opened my uh, second drawer the second drawer is always the utensil drawer isn't it is that same in your household oh in the kitchen yeah oh, thank god um <laughs> jesus you know, gave me a horrible fright uh <laughs> yes no the top drawer Top drawer. Yeah, cutlery. Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. Utensils are the second drawer. Cutlery top, utensils second. As I do on a Sunday morning, I was cooking up a big feast for my family and I needed the egg flip. Right, okay. as I opened the drawer, Mm. I saw a large cockroach (gasps) scampering through the utensils. Yuck. And I just thought, I I was going to ignore it because I thought, because you, know, you were too lazy to clean everything out. One cockroach does not a colony bring. Right. But then I just thought, well, I know that cockroaches are germy mm. and they're going over utensils that then I use to prepare food in yes. my family. So then I, I had a little shuffle through the drawer mm. and I saw another one. Oh, no. And I thought, there's, Disgusting. there's no way of avoiding this. The utensil drawer has to come out. Mm. I have to do a full clean. So I pulled all of the utensils up. I put them on the kitchen bench. There were a couple more. Then I lifted up a measuring cup that oh, was no. face down. Yeah. And that was their breeding ground. When what? I lifted it, there were, I'm not exaggerating, 20 cockroaches oh, of all shapes and sizes, like baby ones and mummy and daddy ones. And like a whole family had been breeding in my measuring cup. Which so of- long since I'd baked. What sort of house are you running? Where is the hygiene? 
That sounds out. like filth. So I dumped it out. I took the entire drawer out on the back lawn oh. and I got a hose and I'm yeah. like dry reaching and I hosed, hosed it down and then I surface sprayed, I surface sprayed it and then I put the utensils back. That's probably not so, <laughs> Right. So now all the utensils have been surface sprayed and you're going to prepare meals for your kids. I didn't think that through. Well, you know, the one thing is cockroaches can survive a nuclear holocaust essentially, oh. can't they? Yeah. Now, your kids won't be able to now that they've actually got all this surface spray on them. <laughs> oh, no. um, you've just shown me a picture here. Of all the utensils what, what, on it. So this is on your kitchen bench. Yeah. You've taken all the utensils yeah. out. What have you got there? Have a, a look at what... There's <laughs> egg flips. There's whisks. There's, there there's, is, there's three champagne toppers. There's a Barbie mate. What, what else have you got in there? There's, there's a tomato preserver. There would be... I actually culled a lot. I realised I had like six wooden spoons. So now I've only got two. Of my favourite. It looks like you've got Colin Fastenage, Gordon Ramsay, and George Columbaris all renting in your house using all that crap. <laughs> all right, so 131060, what infested your house? Oh, okay. Please make me feel oh. better because I am, I need pest control. Mm. <laughs> 131060, what infested you? Anything that's infested your, your house. Oh, we're fighting an infestation Ugh. in our home. I'm actually like dry reaching a little bit thinking mm. about it um, because when I left for work this morning, there was a couple more of them scuttling across the kitchen. We haven't got rid of them yet. Cockroaches. These are cockroaches. Cockroaches. Mm. So I opened the utensils drawer on the weekend, saw a couple and then found that they were breeding, they were breeding mm. in a measuring cup. And it was the full cup too, not the three quarters of a cup. So there were lots of them in there. They are resilient little buggers. You cannot get rid of them. Don't worry, they'll be all over your place. You'll find more of them. And Nicole from Blackwood, we're asking uh, 131060, what infested your house? What infiltrated your systems? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so just after we moved into our new house, Mm. we, oh, I was sick thinking about it. Um, We found an infestation of maggots in our pantry. It was just... Disgusting. Oh. There's like thousands. We had to throw everything out. Oh, and they're just so oh. small and like they're in the ri- the way they wriggle. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nicole, could you, could you work out how they got there or what they were working? Were they all in food or something in there? They were all in like the boxes and some of the containers and yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> you professional fumigators so or you out. just went to work with a Mortine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes me think. Do you remember Lost mm. Boys, that movie? You're eating maggots, Michael. Uh, do you know this is an absolutely 100% true story with no mayo on it? A mate of mine got infested. He was very hairy. He sprayed himself with bagon. Hang on. He got infested with what? Have a think about it. He's very hairy. Okay. Oh, like lice. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they went on oh. his head. Oh, God, how he slow am I? I got his it. Body, I, got, I got, yeah. He sprayed his entire body with bagon to try and kill what them. What is wrong with your friends? <laughs> 13, 10, 60, what infested your house, not your body? Yeah, okay, uh, the well, house. I couldn't the help house. myself. Just yeah. when she's talking about fumigating, right. I remember we saw him and I yeah, go, what are you doing, mate? He goes, mm. just spraying, he bagoned his body. Hayley and Hackham, what happened to you? Hi. Uh, so uh, we were about to start cooking um, some rice of all things and we found that there had been mice running all through our Tupperware um, cupboard. Oh, Hayley, uh, uh, so, had and, they left their little little bits of evidence oh, everywhere? Everywhere, through absolutely everything. And they had left like oily residue all over everything as well. Oh. It was absolutely feral. The kids ended up all throwing it all out on the lawn and hosing it all off oh. and bringing it in on sheets back into the house. And yeah. they thought it was great fun, but it was absolutely horrendous. It, yeah, it Hayley, was so disgusting. Have you been able to trap them down? Are they still there? 
We've moved house now, thankfully. Oh. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and now they own it. Uh, Kerry in North Haven, what infested your house? Hi there. How are you going? Good. Um, bird mites. What are bird mites? They're like little tiny bugs. Um, apparently they um, uh, go for birds. Mm-hmm. What do you, and what do you mean and, they go for them? Um, well, we had apparently we had a dead bird which got into oh. our roof cavity oh. and we didn't know that it was there. But um, when my husband and I were like going to the toilet, mm. um, we saw these little like black dots on the wall and oh. all over the toilet oh. and... Yeah, it was pretty gross, and um, yeah, uh, a couple of days of that, and my son at the time was getting bitten, and my husband oh. and I were getting bitten oh. as well, like little red marks on our legs, and Jeez. yeah, no, it was uh, pretty gross, but we ended up getting it treated, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty gross. Oh, okay. good news, I'm glad good you got you, it Karen. sorted, It did burn the roof. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jesus. Mm. Right, uh, Lynn from Flagstaff, Phil, Lynn, uh, who's living in your house? Oh, well, my worst nightmare became a reality because my little baby spotted a spider with a red dot on it. Oh, dear. Reaching out to touch it. So there's lots of screaming going on. But then we found more and more and more. And it turned out we had a nest of hundreds of these red-back spiders (gasps) behind the dishwasher. Are you kidding? No. No. even the inspector guy, when he came along, was freaking out. Like he was saying how dangerous this was. And I'm like, how did you track it to behind the dishwasher? Well, I, next to the dishwasher, I have a cupboard which has, you know, like leftover, um, you know, like boards and things that you yeah. don't use for platters and stuff. Yeah. And so we sort of went through that and oh. saw these little nests there oh. and then straight away called the guy to come over. Oh. And then he, he said, oh, there'll be more than this, there'll be more oh. than this. And then he took out the dishwasher and... <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus. Oh, well, I'll tell you, I didn't go in the kitchen until the guy came. Like at all. Oh my yeah. God. Mm. Lynn, that's it. In the house. I won't go in the kitchen <laughs> ever again. What a surprise. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Beck and Soda are taking the laughs to the locals. It's Beck and Soda's Riverland Garden Party. Next Monday night, safm.com.au. Tickets are going fast. If you're coming up to the Riverland to enjoy the garden or if you've got friends up there, let them know. safm.com.au. Don't miss out. One of the funny people joining us is... is, He's a cheeky one. I'm just laughing before. Dave Thornton is with us. Uh, Morning, Dave. Good morning, guys. I'm still a little shook about what we were talking about off air, but I'm good. I'm good. So, Dave, we've been very grateful that every person we've approached to uh, to take the Garden of Unearthly Delights to the Riverland has jumped on board. So thank you so much for saying yes to this. Oh, thanks for having me a part of it. I, I'm so happy to be helping out, especially you know that area that I know has been affected by floods. And it's a killer lineup. So, yeah, thanks for having me a part of it. No, it's brilliant, mate. Now, you're obviously, of course, uh, performing your show, Chatter in the Garden of Unearthly Delights. We're very excited because the garden kicks off on Thursday night. So it's like the whole of Adelaide just embraces comedy. And I think with Adelaide, no matter what event or festival comes here, even if you're not into it, for example, the Adelaide 500 car race, everyone becomes a hardcore bogan while it's here. (laughs) Everyone puts lycra on when the Tour Down Under's on. And then when the garden's open, everyone comes and enjoys comedy. It's great. Mate, 100%. You know, I have a fond memory. This would have been me performing. Well, it was pre-pandemic, obviously, so it must have been 2019. Mm. This was such a great response from Adelaide. When you're talking about you're getting in the mood, this was a very funny response. 
that I had when I was talking to the audience and I was explaining that I'm from Melbourne. I live in Brunswick, which is a very alternative part mm-hmm. of Melbourne. And just it was an innocent question I threw out to the crowd. I just said, what's the alternative part of Adelaide? And there was a beat and a guy at the back just goes, Melbourne. so that is awesome just like oh you want a bowl of kim i do mate yeah turn left go 800 k's and get the hell out of here right (laughs) i mean also i think it's both it would be bowden brompton would really our cool i don't don't think we have a hipster area (laughs) i I actually david it's a good point you make i actually do not think we have one don't you i don't i don't not that i can think of maybe you're saying that bowden area um do you know what we well, should? Well, it looks like I'm it, guys. I'm <laughs> it. So people want to come down and check it yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know. Where have blokes got ponytails and deconstructing coffee and just smashing avocado? I don't even know where that happens. Oh, plant four. That's where you go to get your acai. Yeah, right. Fair enough. And your fur? Well, the good thing is, Dave, there's not a lot of it here anyway. So, you know. Wait. Can we just stop down? Beck, what did you call it? Is that how you say it? Fur. Fur? That soup? That Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> It sounds like a noise you make at the doctor when he's checking out if you've got a throat problem. <laughs> oh. Can I have a bowl of fur? It's almost like the noise you make when you're holding on and he says, just cough now. <laughs> How's my prostate? <laughs> a little to the left, doctor. <laughs> I think I need a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dave, can you stick what, with us? What do you know what happened? And then a bowl of soup turned up with noodles in it. I don't know how this transaction turned out. <laughs> hey Dave, can you stick with us for a moment? Because um, Beck needs a little bit of help with her comedy oh, work, I and I think you're not. the man. Okay? Yeah, she also needs help with ordering Vietnamese food. But yeah, sure. <laughs> you're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Beck and Soda are taking the laughs to the locals. It's Beck and Soda's Riverland Garden Party. Yes, we'll be the Riverland Monday night. Dave Thornton, we're in the middle of a chat with him. Uh, he is going to be up there donating his time, which is brilliant, along with the other superstars like Harley Breen and also Tommy Gleeson. Now, my issue, Beck, is there's been a little concern yeah. with you landing some of your jokes. Now, Dave, this is your wheelhouse. Now, the problem we have with Beck is she is a very, very funny person, mm. but the consistency is the issue. Yeah, funny, peculiar. Some of my oh, jokes, okay. some of my jokes fall a little flat. Like, okay, here's an example of some of my material I've rolled out. Basically, you go to the London dungeon and a spirit communicator and practicing witch, Madame Celeste, connects with the afterlife and conjures a ghost so you have a date on Valentine's Day. I dated a ghost once. What? He didn't have very much substance and I could see right through him. <laughs> hmm. That's it, mate? That's the joke. <laughs> it was a pretty long run up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dave, this is my concern. She's going to be on the stage introducing all of you superstars and we cannot have the momentum dip every time one of you comes off the stage. And Beck, bless your cotton socks. You got to the punchline and you thought, if Soda doesn't laugh, I'm going to take the reins. I am definitely going to laugh at this punchline and that will fill the silence. (laughs) (laughs) That is brutal. Hasn't the Riverland been through enough? I mean... 
you know, like floods can't be easy, but then that kind of suffering on top of it. That's just really the cherry on the disaster Sunday. That is brutal. <laughs> Dave, God, yes. we've needed the SES in the Riverland. We need the uh, comedy SES right now. What can she do? Is there some tips to have a fail-safe way of at least trying to crack a laugh? It's not hers. So why are you coming to me, mate? You're basically coming to a physician and saying this cadaver's been dead for I can't help this situation. I can't. I'm holding the defibrillator while someone's delivering the eulogy, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. Oh, God. You know, Dave, you've actually just, you've just told me what I've been fearing all along. <laughs> actually, the only thing I can think of at the top of my head right now Beck, because your name's Beck Morse. Maybe just change it to Remorse, and that will be what people will have after they hear your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave Thornton, you have summed everything up beautifully. We are going to try our Comedy 101 series with her somehow. We've got to get her up to scratch by Monday. Hey, mate, we are so looking forward to you coming up. We cannot wait. The bus trip up is going to be magnificent, and the night will be a cracker for everyone in the Riverland. Yep, sorry, we're just yeah, losing you now, forward. Dave. Your line's just dropping out a little bit, mate. That's all we've got time for. <laughs> no, geez, your introduction to this Riverland gig to me is not going to be good, Beck. I can see it. Oh, that's the best part. Wait until you've got to get Big Thorno up there. That's going to be sensational. Welcome, d- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hey! Oh, Dave Thornton, his show is called Chatter. He is uh, 10 nights only at the Garden of Unearthly Delights, Feb 17 to Sunday the 26th of Feb, mate. We cannot wait to see you, and we're very, very grateful you'll be joining us on Monday night in the Riverland. Oh, yeah. Come to the Riverland show. Come to my show. Enjoy some shirt while you're out in Adelaide, and uh, look forward to it, guys. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Correctly identify this one. In life, there are unanswerable questions. These are not those, but damn it, they're close. My head hurts, so it must be time for The Riddle Man. Some mornings I just get the urge back to just get people to up and about and start to do some mental gymnastics. Okay. I tell you, Linda from Morford Vale is that keen. She's already up, 13, 10, 60, oh. having a listen, getting ready for this riddle, which I like to present to you, Beck, and then uh, please open slatter, everyone oh. go for it and see if you can answer it. I'm not good at the, these. This one is like a pure riddle. You know, sometimes I ask you a bit of a maths question or something like that. This one is pure riddle Okay, work. sort of like a lateral thinking type right. thing. Okay, all I need to tell you is, turn me on my side. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? No, I've How just can meant, it be? Oh. No, I wasn't picturing you turning on your side. I was just thinking, this is going to be hard. Yep. Turn <laughs> me on my side and I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Right? So turn me on my side, I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Look at the deathly silence that is going on in this studio right now. But you you look like your brain hurts. Uh, what do you... Yeah. You got any idea Yeah, here? you told me this one last week. Did I tell you to your face? <laughs> you still can't even And you can't it. remember it. Well, I, we, yeah, I remember it. Oh, you know the answer? I know the answer, but that's because you told me oh, the answer last oh, week. Right. Okay. okay. Oh, so you know the answer? I know the All right, answer. Well, let's hold, go to the phone. Hold, so hold. Exactly, so I can't. Would, can I ask you if I, I didn't have got it. no chance on no. this planet? No, it's so. It's one of those things It's so obvious when you hear the answer. Right, okay. But I wouldn't have got it. Here we go. Let's go to the phones then. Linda from Morford Vale, we'll, we'll get to you sure, right now. Sure. So turn me on my side and I am everything. 
cut me in half and I am nothing. What am I? Okay, Linda, good morning to you. Hi, how are you going? Terrific, Linda. Do you know the answer? I'm with Beck. I'm completely struggling with this one. <laughs> right. Mm. What are you yeah. thinking? So, Linda, have a think of this. Turn me on my side, I'm everything. Cut me in half, I am nothing. What am I? I'm just trying to think what you would cut in half, and I'm thinking a piece of fruit or something. Mm. Right. I am not a piece of fruit, but good thinking. Okay. All right. 131060, let's go to the phones. Right. So just going through them at the moment. Right, let's go to Vicky from Semaphore Park. Good morning, Vicky. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you. This morning. G'day, Vic. Right. Turn me on my side. I am everything. Cut me in half and I am nothing. A human? Because you're dead. You should cut in half. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, Vic, I've got to say... <laughs> If you cut in half, you're nothing. You'd be, you could be a dead human, side, but that is not that is not someone. the answer. I don't mind it. Right, I'll tell you what, they're, they're coming very, very quickly. What about Vicky from Prospect? Let's go to... Oh, we've got, oh, we've got Vicky and Vicky. Right, yeah, let's go to Vicky from Prospect. Uh, sure. Get right, right. Vicky go. from Prospect. Do Vicky's. We have got a full board of calls now. Uh, they are coming thick and fast. Vicky, what's the answer? Turn me on my side, I'm everything. Cut me in half, I'm nothing. What am I? I think it's the number eight. If you turn on it on its side, it becomes the infinity sign. And what happens and if, if you, you cut it in half? It's a zero. Oh, bingo! No, you got it. Well done. Well, well, well done, Vic. You are a star, Vic. We're going to send you off to the movies. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. I can just see here too. Uh, Callum from Northgate, Matt from Fairview Park, Grant from Parafield Gardens, Sandy from Salisbury. <laughs> All correct. Well done, right. guys. Can you not run through options with me off air? So then I've heard. <laughs> well, I'm not. We, we, you wouldn't have got that anyway, would you? No, because I'm stupid. We'd be in the Riverland by the time you got back. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. And next Monday night, we are taking some entertainers from the Garden of Unearthly Delights down to Renmark to give flood victims one night off and a bit of a chance to laugh and lighten the load. And then for them comes the clean-up and the infrastructure rebuild. But beyond that... There's the mental health toll, and that's going to last for some years. Beck, there's no doubt this whole situation is heart-wrenching. It's heartbreaking. People's livelihoods are gone. People have lost family members. I mean, it's just horrific what is going on. So over the past few months since we've got together, Beck, we've been working in the background very hard with the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And a plan that can have some long-term sustainability to help everyone get back up on their feet. John Mannion is a wonderful man. He is the CEO of Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. He joins us to make this announcement. Uh, John, thanks for coming in. Thanks for inviting us. Now, John, before we reveal to everyone what we're doing together, um, as a mental health expert, how traumatic are these sort of situations? Oh, Imagine you've worked so hard to get your property by the river. You've mm. had that whole change of life. You've got your business. Everything all sits around it, and then all of a sudden it's taken away from you. Yeah. Um, I was listening yesterday onto one of your interviews, and 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 there were where the um, the winery lady was talking mm. all around that that you know this is the first trauma they've had and she's going to take it on. And there's that incredible stoic attitude yeah. that we actually yeah. have. But that gets us to a certain point. What happens then when we hit the exhaustion and we're not sleeping mm. and they've got those whole conversations around, how am I going to repair this? Have I got enough insurance money? Mm. What am I going to do? Um, and that's the point of time when we really want to make sure that we sort of wrap our support around people to provide that care, that connection, um, and really as a community sort of empower each other to actually support each other. Because that's when you might notice one of your friends is struggling 
And that's when we want you to be able to reach out and have the skills to have that conversation and connect with each other. So, John, we've got a plan we've been working on. What are we going to do? Um, so what we've been having the conversations around is, is a range of what programs could be put into place that actually support not just initially, but for the next two to three years. So we actually have that growth in the community, do that resilience work and actually empower the community to look after each other. Tell us about these programs we're going to implement for our friends in the Riverland. Thanks to you guys and, and the fact that you wanted to raise this profile, you wanted to actually put something back into the community. Our, our want and wish is to actually look at this over the next two to three years. Mm. So... One of those programs is, is is a mates meals and mental health program, which we actually rolled out as part of the bushfire recovery, and mm. that was been was been really really successful. Getting men together to break down the conversation, to talk, to feel safe, and start to build skills together. Um, but that's only the men's conversation. What are we then going to do to actually support the, the sort of the, the sort of um, strong point of the community and the women in, the, in that group? And we've got mm. a program called um, Women's Wisdom, which actually builds on that conversation and provides that support mechanism. Mm-hmm. Looks at a whole range of, of programs and skill sets that you can actually then again be empowered to actually drive and support the community. And then finally, we'd love to embed mental health first aid as well. Um, And the mental health first aid program means that what you're looking at is is then community members able to have the skill set to look out for their friends, know the signs, the symptoms and put plans into place. And these are three programs that we ran across all the bushfire recovery areas and had really, really positive impact. And especially that three year period when or post trauma, when people are then saying, now I need the help, but actually Mm. now we've got people in the community that can start to have those conversations. Mm. We're so excited to announce the Masonic Foundation have come on board to help us implement this over a number of years. Now, the more money we can find through corporate support, the longer we can run these. And John, as you said, the big problem with this situation is once everyone starts to rebuild, the ongoing mental strain and mental health concerns are long-lasting, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, which is what we do. We, we, we put that emergency support in, which is vital at that period mm. of time because that's that initial crisis. Um, but it's the longer-term strategies you're looking at. How do you actually uh, sort of embed some of the programs that are already in the communities? But how do you sort of layer this over the next mm. three mm. years? Yeah, so for us, it's more than one night of just bringing them last. We're going to see what we can do for the next few years when, uh, when perhaps the spotlight's gone off them a bit and they might feel forgotten. We'll make sure they're still supported. Absolutely. John, we are so grateful that we can partner with you to help implement these processes over the next couple of years. And look, what I want to do, I want to just see if we can just get some more money back, you know. The more money that we can get to help support these people gives them more opportunities to ensure that we can get this infrastructure in place and provide that much needed support. No, we're, we're so grateful that um, we get the opportunity to come on board with you guys. I agree, but that one night of, of laughs actually will be really empowering and really supportive mm-hmm. and is what people need. It's that distraction, yeah. but it also might be the energy push they need for the next 12 mm-hmm. months. So uh, we're just so grateful that we can actually help as well. Absolutely, John. Good on you, buddy. And a massive thank you to the Masonic Foundation who are providing enormous funding for this to happen with us. Um, if there is anyone else interested, yeah. any other businesses out there, if you've got great or strong connections with the Riverland, give us a buzz. Hey, 131060 at any time. We really want to try and do what we can, Beck, to help everyone in this really, really tough situation. Absolutely. Starting next Monday night. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Uh, Beck, we have been talking a lot about the Riverland this morning. We've got Dave Thornton on. He's magnificent. He's going to come up and perform. Didn't he give you a little roast? Yeah, he did. That's all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> was fantastic. We've also launched a massive program with the Mental Health Research Foundation Breakthrough, and we are going to be partnering with them and the Masonic Foundation, Beck, to run over the next couple of years yeah. a, a mental health program to help everyone in mm. the Riverland. Well, I think we've got funding for maybe one, possibly yeah, two maybe years, two we years. could do it a bit more. So we're trying to find as much money as we can. We're very excited because Jared Chaddock joins us on the line. He is the boss of West End, and when you think about going to the Riverland, relaxing and maybe doing a bit of yabbying or a bit of, uh, well, maybe a bit of skiing. You wouldn't mind a red tin. Mm. Beautiful West End. You should see me ski on one time. Knock your socks off. I could imagine. Just (laughs) like John Olsen. We've got Jared on the line, mate. Uh, Good morning, buddy. Good morning, Soda. Good morning, Beck. How are you? Uh, We are well. Uh, You've been listening in this morning. I've got some pretty good news to share because John... And, and what his team at Breakthrough are doing is is an amazing, amazing story. And, and we just heard from Barb, you know, and what a, what a story that is. And there's many more, I'm sure, in the Riverland. I know, Jared, it's really powerful, isn't it, what everyone's going through. And that's why we're partnering with Breakthrough and the Masonic Foundation to try and help out the best way we can in the area. And look, you've got some news for us. I've um, got on the phone pretty quickly to our head office in Sydney and mm-hmm. ruffled a few feathers, but mm-hmm. um, it's been a great morning. Okay, well, uh, what's happening then? The Riverland is is a heartland for us, you know. I think many of Red Tins enjoyed, but this is about <laughs> the community, um, and, you know, the community has supported our business for so mm-hmm. long. But we have been able to pull together $50,000 for this program. What? And that, that is right. I think we heard John talk about the longer term and to yep. get this to a three-year program mm. and if we if these funds can be put towards that and really make a difference as the community rebounds out of this you know that's just what excites us wow 50 grand is a lot of money we really appreciate that that's that's so incredibly generous thank you no absolutely look it's 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 you know something that, that means a lot to us um We've got a sales team up there, you know, and, and it's it's heartland, as I said. Jared, we cannot thank you enough. That is absolutely unbelievable. And you're right. I think John talked about, you know, the, the mental scars that last after something like this, you know, go beyond two, three, four years. So the, the longer we can run programs and provide this infrastructure, the better. And I reckon, geez, that 50 grand, that'll take us over that three-year mark that yeah. John said was really crucial, mate. We cannot thank you enough. No, nah, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Beck. Thanks, Soda. Cheers, West End. Mm. Yeah. $50,000. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. What I a morning. I can't believe that. Yep. So we will uh, <laughs> be up there Monday night. Get all your tickets, safm.com.au, to come and have a brilliant night with the best of the Garden of Unearthly Delights. And I'm glad that, Beck, in some small way, we can contribute mm. over the next couple of years mm-hmm. to, to help everyone up there, yep. too. SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.